Hey friends, you're listening to the We Yokies podcast with me, Jyoti Levy, mother of We Yokies and my little girl. This podcast is for you, parents, teachers, any of you kind souls that love the kiddos. I'll be sharing some insight on how to bring teachings of yoga and mindfulness to children. Yay, We Yokies! Hey, it's me, Jyoti Levy, and I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad that I'm back. As you moms know out there, it's always a balance between all the things that we want to do and inspired to do for me, this podcast, and then also being a mom with a sick three-year-old home from school. (laughs) But here I am. And um, this is our second podcast where we we are going to be focusing on teaching yoga poses to kids two to eight. Um, Yes, the first podcast was um, focusing on forgiveness you know, it was right after the holidays. That's just where my heart was. Um, my teacher, Ram Das, one of his quotes that I literally repeat in my head every day is, if you think you're spiritual, go spend time with your family. <laughs> so when I started this podcast, it was right after the holidays. And I was just in that mode of forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. And, um, but as is kids yoga, you might come in there and want to have a whole idea, a whole sequence planned of what you wanted to share the kids. And then it all goes out the window and you got to stay connected to what's in flow. And so, so for what was in flow for me last time was forgiveness. And now today we're going to talk about yoga and So, you know, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about so many things when it comes to yoga, Um, when it comes to teaching kids of all ages, babies to teens, yoga philosophy, the yoga sutras, kirtan for kids, and of course, mindfulness and relaxation techniques, self-esteem games, you know, (laughs) we're going to go down so many different avenues. (laughs) Um, so just stick with me and if there's something that you want me to focus on please email me at we little we w-e-e yogis at gmail.com okay so today we're talking about teaching yoga poses and I'm being very specific by saying yoga poses because as most of you know there are many pathways um, into yoga um, also known as the eight limbs of yoga and so there's many different forms and which we'll talk about in another podcast (laughs) but this part of yoga and pathway and doorway is asana, the physical practice, the poses. So that is what I'm going to be talking about today (laughs) and um, how we teach it to that age group, two to eight. So for parents listening out there, yes, ages two to eight. And um. So for the teachers listening out there, sometimes as parents, we have a little bit of, um, what's the word I want to use, um, an advantage of um, 
of teaching this to our kids because we're already in that zone, hopefully, of imagination and play. And one of the things I see a lot with teachers, especially yoga teachers that teach adults that try to come over to yoga, they are so caught in teaching just the um, alignment cues and focusing on the three platforms and building the pose from the ground up and all the above. So their brain uh, is kind of overthinking. Um, for example, mountain pose, um, ground down through all four corners as you lift the inner arches, engage the quad muscles as you lift the kneecaps, lengthening through the sides of the waist, broadening across the collarbones and reaching through the crown of your head. What does that mean in kids' yoga? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I love you. I'm saying that in the most playful way. But I really just want to urge when you are trying to play with the kiddos to do exactly that. Play with the kiddos and really um, tap into the place of imagination. And so we're going to discuss that. Um, how do we really tap into that place? And how do I teach that in my trainings? And how do I practice that in my journey of motherhood? Um, and, you know, if we could do this, if we could really help kids, you know, start to practice this at that young age. Yes, two, two, you could do this. Two years old, you could teach your little one this. And even I start kids yoga classes, you know, when kids are six months, when they are just starting to track and see, and we could do a lot of like different sensory stuff. So, but today I'm going to focus on ages two to eight and just if we could encourage play, you know, and then in turn encourage this long lasting love of yoga, it will help children develop balance, coordination, focus, release stress, gain confidence, and overall just learn how to express themselves. So um, here we go. So ages two to eight, and when I talk about these two ages, usually um, depending on what kind of class format I'm teaching, sometimes I do break them up. It would be ages two to four, and then ages um, four to seven basically and um the ages two to four is focusing on that kind of very some people call it the terrible twos um I don't really know how I feel about that I mean I just feel like it's such a potent age of being free at last and being able to roam and touch and testing boundaries, which is also a beautiful, beautiful time, which is the time that I'm in with my daughter right now. And then um, and then also the other age bracket where we're putting in the mush pot is ages four to six. And that is um, the world of imagination. So really learning how to play and use your imagination, make friends, um, be in that story, fairy tale land. And um, I think this is just such a beautiful age because when we're, 
I just feel like as adults, we're all trying to get back to this place of childlike freedom. And this is truly my mission. If we could help kids sustain this childlike freedom, then we could change the world, you know, if we could stay and help kids stay connected to that place where where um, they are connected to their emotions, connected to their true self, connected to their happiness, and um, in a place of non-judgment, um, non-judgment of themselves or others, and just be in that place of freedom. Okay, so teaching kids poses, and I'm going to bring up two very important things um, that I focus on, and Number one, imagination. And when I say imagination, I'm going to talk about some things within that. I'm going to talk about silly cues for teaching. Um, and then I'm going to weave in stories and in that themes. And then next little space is music, which you all know I'm a musician and, um, you know, Louis Yogi's albums, three of them, and they're there for you. Music is so important to me. And I think important to everyone in this wild world. Um, so I'm going to give you an example as we go into silly cues and imagination and how I teach it to kids. So with every single pose that you're introducing to your kiddo, you know, you gotta get silly. <laughs> and so, for example, uh, what should I start with? Star pose. Let's say we're doing star pose, which is... Um, feet stepped out wide and arms stretch out to the side. I guess as adult yoga, it's a variation of um, Pasarita Padatanasana, but we're not doing a forward fold yet. So um, if that went over your head, parents, don't worry about it because just don't worry about it. But <laughs> star pose. So if I'm teaching a kid star pose, I might say, jump out, take up so much room that your feet and your arms are apart, that your feet are as wide as can be, and your arms are stretched out to the side. And imagine if you're a shooting star and your fingers, they could just shoot out bright light and love across the world. And you're just taking up this space and you're shining your bright light to all the people in the world that need love and happiness. <laughs> so, you know, there were no anatomy cues, really. It was me just saying, jump your feet out wide and imagine you being a bright light and your fingers, so they spread their fingers nice and wide, are shooting out bright light. Um, so you see, those are my silly cues, right? Um, same thing for an example, downward dog. We can't really say ground down through, you know, your hands as you lift your hips up to the sky, feel that long line of energy from your fingertips all the way up to your tailbone. I'm literally going to be like, first of all, of course, I'm always demoing with this age. You absolutely need to be demoing and doing it. So parents out there that are going to a yoga class with your kids, if you're in that room, you have to do it. I will repeat. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're in that room where your kid is learning kids yoga, you have to participate. And if you want your kids to learn yoga and love yoga, then we have to do it with them. Um, so yeah, so most of the time, even cueing, like for example, we rewind back to downward dog. I'd be like, okay, let's all get down on our, on all fours. And they're seeing me crawl around like a silly doggy already. And then I'll be like, and let's lift our hips up to the sky and wag our tail. And then we're going to bark like dogs. Woof, 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 woof. All, all the above. And that's how I would cue downward dog. And so it's like, how do we get back into that playful zone? Yes, more play, more play as much as you can. And, you know, when it comes to play and kids yoga, this sometimes could be really upsetting to parents. Um, and, and, and as for me as a teacher, I have experienced that where I have some parents that come in and they're like, you know, I want my kid to meditate. I want them to sit quietly for 10 minutes or lay in Shavasana or be able to do visualizations. And uh, in the sweetest way, I'll try to explain to parents that especially at this age of two to eight, children have just this wild, fun, curiosity and that is what we're starting with here and then also just teach them some of the basics of yoga when it comes to maybe just some of the names cat cow downward dog um, sun salutations for me I call it sun's magic and all the fun names that we know for kids poses we're just trying to give them a little basic platform and foundation um, and use that childlike energy and so it's supposed to be fun yeah it really is it's supposed to be fun um, I will say this is different in all cu cultures the times that I um, have been in India I've been able to see the kids at the ashram um, sitting quietly in Sukhasana and singing the Hanuman Chalisas and this is a very cultural thing of they've been seeing their parents do this since they were kids since they came out of the womb they've been seeing their parents do this um and which is not really the case for us here um I'll speak it for myself well no I can't even speak that for my, myself because my daughter Jaya has been seeing me do yoga mindfulness and she actually teaches it with me in my classes now but she's been seeing me do it since she came out of my womb so so yeah I guess I shouldn't um put that in a box but I will just say if your kiddo is not growing up in a home where they are seeing you <laughs> practice meditation and yoga daily then you know then yes the best way to introduce them through the poses is through the world of imagination and play and as I say that this place is gonna be and I guarantee will be just the beginning of their love for yoga. 
when we get into the eight limbs, which are the eight doorways, the physical practice is just one part of yoga. And even as adults, sometimes we come into the love of yoga from just that physical practice, the yoga poses, your yoga class, your favorite yoga teacher. Maybe you're just focusing on those Lululemon pants that you love so much and, uh, and you're just very into it. So this is just the beginning for a lot of people. This is their step. And um, sooner or later, after they mesh themselves in the yoga practice, then maybe meditation will become the main focus of their practice. And then who knows, maybe after that, it becomes more of the study of yoga philosophy and yoga sutras, you know, that maybe that becomes the main part of their practice. And so everyone has their thing that helps guide them into their journey. And the same thing happens here with kids. And so I always remind parents and teachers, you know, just really dance with what is and what is, is, you know, this imagination and this urge and need to play. And um, so you're going to see this as we go into the We Yogi's clip in action. But I do want to say before we go into this clip that as we talk about play, um, I don't want it to get confused with a beat. I see that all the time where um, teachers think that they just have to go up, up, beat, up, beat, up, beat, and everything has to be this really like joyful dance and up energy releasing game and all of the above. And honestly, we're using imagination and silly cues and play to teach some of the basics of yoga. So whether it be yoga poses or what we'll go into later, mindfulness. And you'll hear here in the clip that I'm actually using this playfulness to teach the pauses and to teach focus and teaching the kids how to be still. But I'm still using my imagination and trying to find ways to make it fun for the kids. Here we go. This is so bad. 
ready? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh my goodness. Wow, you guys are, look at them. They're not even moving over there. They're frozen in their cat poses. Whoa, whoa. Excellent. And let's see. Wow, very good round back. Oh, and let's see. Whoa. Oh my goodness, they're still frozen. Look at how good. And, and they're being extra quiet, extra focused cats. Let's see. Whoa, very good. Oh, oh nice. All right, let's try. Oh, excellent, excellent. You got it, so hands into the earth, and you guys can do it, it with your spine. I'm gonna get to a missing cat cow. Ready? Spine. All together. Cat. We're gonna use our voices, your throats, right? Yes? What? Here we go. Cat cow, cat cow. helpful to hear me teach with silly cues and imagination cat pose. You heard that I was pretending like my hands were glued into the earth and that way kids can learn the foundation of the pose of grounding down through the hands. And then you could also hear that I went around and I was trying to pretend to lift the kids out of cat pose. And then in that way, they were able to learn how to really engage the muscle and hug the muscle to the bone. And I love to teach this in yoga poses, um, really how to engage because then later on when we're doing mindfulness and relaxation games, they actually know how to relax the body because they know the difference, right? And so... Also, what you heard was a singing cat cow, my first kids yoga song. Um, and I would just encourage so much to use music during this age, two to seven, because with melody, it's just they're able to remember, right? Um, melody is so important. You think about the first songs that we've ever learned in our lifetime, the ABCs, Twinkle Twinkle, Old MacDonald, all of the above, the melodies just stick in our head and in turn we're able to learn the lesson. And so yes, for me, I always encourage my teachers to use music during this age. So you heard from the kiddos, here are the parents. I teach my kids yoga poses by doing yoga in front of them at home and also reading books about yoga and enrolling them in yoga classes when we have the opportunity. I, uh, I do yoga with my five-year-old every morning. 
My son started doing yoga with me when he was in the womb for prenatal yoga. Now that he's a toddler, we actually use a lot of the yoga techniques and breathing linked with some movement to help avoid tantrums. We sit and take big deep breaths together and then I get in downward dog and she gets in downward dog right underneath me and follows what I do. Oh, parents. It's always so sweet to hear what other parents are doing with their kiddos. And you could probably tell there was a yoga instructor in there as she talked about breathing techniques. (laughs) That's my friend Chrissy in LA that teaches prenatal and she really does practice this with her son who's the same age as my daughter and it's just so incredible to see the benefits um so before we leave i'm gonna switch over to jacqueline from shockwave that she's gonna tell us where this all lies in the chakras here we go hi this is jacqueline with shockwave and today's topic is teaching yoga poses to children And thinking about this, I was like, uh, they teach it to me. I'm the learner here. My kids are the best yoga teachers I've ever had. And the, um, the creative ways in which they flow fluidly from butterfly into cat cow, moo, 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 meow, meow, just, um, it's a joyful thing. And, um, the chakra that I think is most in alignment with this concept is the sacral chakra, all about joyfulness, creativity, svadhisthana in Sanskrit. I mean, even the word is creative. So really, it's just about um, having fun, you know, let the kids climb all over you when you're doing your own yoga poses. I know our cat joins in and then we just end up in a big giggling pile and there's no hard and fast rules Uh, you know it's just all about creativity and play and make it up and dance and i i mean also while it's super fun i don't steer away from the serious moments like okay it's time to bring our hands to our hearts and be grateful or to lie in shavasana and just have a moment of silence and reverence So have a wonderful, beautiful, creative time of welcoming in this orange sacral energy and go from being an elephant to a jellyfish to a star with your little yoga babies. (laughs) Thank you, Jacqueline. Man, do I love that to hear where these themes um, sit in the subtle body and energy system. So thank goodness for Jacqueline from Shockwave. And on that note, we are going to end. I feel like this podcast has gone on and on and on, but that's because I have so much to say about play. So please do it. And I'm going to end with why not cat cow. And as it takes you off into your journey and the next couple weeks, um, remember to follow your heart's light and sending you so much love and ease and happiness in your days. Bye.
hearts like to stretch to their right, stretch to their right, stretch to their right. Cats like to stretch to their right, stretch to your right. Stretch to your left. 